You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, we are back after that little mishap. I apologize. We had some mic issues, uh, even though my name's John. Oh, a dad joke to start us out. And we're back. Welcome to the 49ers Rush Podcast. And this one, we're taking a trip down memory lane. The NFL draft season is upon us, and this is my favorite time of year. I'm not going to lie. And I, I'm a little bit of a history guy, so I wanted to look back and look forward. So this podcast is going to entail the best NFL draft picks in the last 25 years and the worst 49ers draft picks in the last 25 years. I, I It's funny. I, again, I said this earlier, whatever it messed up. Thank you, Tommy, and all those that came back. I appreciate you guys. Uh, hashtag Crew. We do have some giveaway. Uh, we're doing a giveaway today as well. But here was the whole idea. Like I, I wanted to look at, okay, here's the first five years. All right, that gave me a little bit of a picture. Here's the first 10 years, best and worst picks. And I just kept going. I couldn't stop. Uh, and finally, I called timeout at year 25, which, again, it, it took me way too long to get to that point. But here we are. So let's jump into it. We're going to start with the negative. We're going to be going over um, the worst 10 draft picks. And I've got a lot of, you know, honorable mentions and things like that. I can never fit everything into just like 10 or 5 or 3, like this nice little cookie cutter or whatever. So it, it takes me a minute, but once we get there, you know, we figure it out and we kind of, we move forward with that. So uh, without further ado, here are the worst draft picks of the last 20, uh, 25 years. And keep in mind, draft capital matters. So player A and player B might have similar bad careers. Who was drafted higher? That's where that matters. Uh, the positional importance, those things matter. And again, we're starting with the negative, but we're going to move forward with all those things. So let's go with number 10. Um, and these players actually are the honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, sorry about the audio. I don't know what happened. That was a weird one. Yeah, your phone wasn't tripping. That was on my end, but it's fixed now. And for those of you that are listening, you know, audio format or just joining us, all is good. We're moving forward, pushing forward. So here are some of the players that did not figure into 
uh, my worst 10 picks, uh, that's Derek Hamilton, Brandon Thomas, Mike Rumpf, Joshua Garnett, probably one of the most recent ones. We traded up to go get him. And he just never did anything. Uh, he didn't pan out. Um, and Ruben Foster, who's back in the news, working out with Miami. Uh, those guys, those are kind of like, I put them all in the 10 spot. <laughs> but I, I'd probably say Joshua Garnett was the biggest miss um, just because we traded up for him, and he just couldn't stay healthy. He wasn't anything. So here we go, number nine. Worst 49ers draft pick the last 25 years, Joe Williams, running back out of Utah. Now, we got him in the fourth round. He was pick number 121. So it's not like he was, you know, everything, and we spent so much capital and all those things. That ain't it at all. But the fact that we traded up for him, this was Kyle's guy. The literally pounding the table. I can't sleep tonight if we don't get this player on our team, Kyle Shanahan says to John Lynch. They came up a fourth and a fifth round pick. The Colts, we jumped to the Colts spot. They fell back. They got Marlon Mack and Anthony Walker. Both are starters uh, or have been starters for the Colts. Joe Williams never did anything for us. Literally never had a carry. He came into training camp pissed off. Was at the back of the line every single drill. Washed out of the league quick as anything. Um, so he's that number nine biggest uh, draft bust for the 40 hours last 25 years. Number eight. Oh, the all-name team. Giovanni Carmazzi. Um, he was a third-round pick now. Number 65 overall. He never started a game. Not one. Zero. <laughs> uh, this was the Tom Brady draft, right? Uh, he went three. Tom Brady went three rounds later. And, you know, I, I can say this. At least we got Tim Rattay, uh in that draft in the seventh round. Uh, but anyway, it, it's it's he's he's it, I looked up Carmazzi to see what he was doing. He is a yoga goat herder. Did you did you did you hear that? <laughs> the yoga goat herder. That's what he does with his life now. Uh, meanwhile, Tom Brady's still playing. Now you compare anybody to Tom Brady. Uh, it's not going to go well. But yeah, Giovanni Carmazzi, that was a that was a big miss. Number seven, worst pick of the last 25 years. LaMichael James. Wow. That's way back when Chip Kelly was a college coach. I think he made yeah, he made him kind of famous in the Oregon Duck system. We got him in 2012. He was a second rounder at the end of the second round. Harbaugh drafted drafted him number 61 overall. Guess what? We're picking number 61 overall again this year, baby. Mm, it's going to be way better. It, it just to set your mind at ease with that number 61 overall pick. Creed Humphrey was the number 61 pick last year. So uh, some yin and some yang there, some positive and negative. Now, Michael James, he played 14 games for the 49ers, 41 rush attempts for 105 yards, 184 yards. No touchdowns, five fumbles. Yikes. Um, out of the NFL in three years. And the very next pick. Ooh, was Casey Hayward. Uh, Lamar Miller and Alfred Morris were taken after him. Uh, Morris went on to lead the NFL in rushing one year. Lamar Miller had a decent career, but that was a huge miss. Number six, this was probably the most recent, and this one probably hurts the most uh, for, for Chapman. Jalen Hurd. Mm. Oh, what could have been. You, you know, you look at... Why the 49ers drafted him in the third round? He went pick 67. So it wasn't even like it was late in the third round. It was early, early, early in the third round. He just couldn't, he couldn't get healthy at all. Never active for one game. Never. Um, still love the fit, just never got healthy. And so you spent that third round pick 
man. And, and again, you want to look at, you know, Terry McLaurin was still on the board. There were a lot of guys that were still there. I loved the Jalen Hurd pick. I, I was one of the biggest. This is a perfect pick. Just the health. You know, he had that stud preseason game against the Cowboys and had that back injury on a big hit. Never the same again. Um, but yeah, that was third round pick that never plays. That hurts. That hurts. Um, all right. Number five. Worst pick the last 25 years for the 49ers. Kintuan Bomber, 2008 uh, draft. He was number 29 overall, and we got a defensive tackle out of North Carolina. He just didn't want to play football. Um, never started a game for the 49ers. He started 11 for the Seahawks, which we traded him. Um, having said that, um, we did yeah, – it was a bad trade. <laughs> it was just bad. Kintuan Bomber never panned out. The fact that you traded him in division and you kind of got the best of the trade after he sucked, it kind of tells you all that you need to know. Kentuan Balmer, I remember also, you know, that's 2008. I remember being so excited about that that pick. Uh, man, it just made me mad. Number four, where's pick for the 49ers of the last 25 years? Reggie McGrew in 1999 draft. He was number 24 overall defensive tackle. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Another defensive tackle out of Florida. He played 22 games over two years as a situational player. He had 10 tackles, one sack, out of the league. That's it. Two years and out. And it, like he's a middle first-round draft choice. And let me just say this. If y'all like this kind of stuff, because this, this is like for me, this 49ers nostalgia, right? Look back. If you join our YouTube channel, I have a whole myriad of videos on a playlist set aside just for you history nuts called 49ers Nostalgia. You want to look at the best coaches, worst coaches, best front office, players, best plays, all those different, who's the Mount Rushmore 49ers, all those types of fun historical analysis and debates. That's where you're going to find that. So uh, if you want to check that out, just go to playlist, just type in John Chapman or 49ers Rush Podcast, it'll pull right up. Just scroll to the bottom, you'll see all the different playlists, whether, whether you just want videos on draft targets, whether you just want to look in the past. We've got all kinds of stuff set up for you over there. So that's Reggie McGrew, number four. Number three, worst. And again, as we get higher, it hurts more, doesn't it? You feel it. You feel it. Uh, number three, worst draft choice the last 25 years, Rashawn Woods, 2004. The Freak. Number 31. So again, another late first rounder. Played only 14 games in his entire career. That's it. 14. Uh, it was the lowest amount of games played of anybody that was drafted in the first or second round that year. He was out of the league after one year. <laughs> he didn't even make it to the second year. He had seven catches, 160 yards, one touchdown. Um, only had a 30% catch rate on 23 targets. That's really, really bad. That's a really that's that's bad, bad, bad. Um but at least we did trade back to get him with the Chargers. Uh, we did get an extra fourth. And with that, we drafted, you know, I had to go on a deep dive here. Trying to, you can tell what I'm doing, right? Like, <laughs> I'm trying my hardest to convince 1999 John Chapman that this trade wasn't as bad as it actually was or this pick wasn't as bad as it actually was. We got, we drafted Richard Seeker, who was a linebacker in the fourth round. Uh, he never started a game for us either. So <laughs> I was, I was trying to find, some type of silver lining with Rashad Woods, and it just got darker and darker. Uh, just got bad. All right, here we go. Number two, the runner-up for the worst pick 
in the past 20 years. Uh, oh, man, uh, 25 years, sorry. Jim Drunkenmiller. Yeah, yeah, this one, it, it needed to happen. And it was. Uh, this is 25 years ago. So he was picked number 26, and this whole draft was weird. 40 hours only had three draft picks the whole draft that year. Um, you know, Jim only played in six games. He had one career start. One. Now, to be fair, he won that career start and had a fourth quarter game winning drive. Uh, <laughs> but that was it. One touchdown passing for his entire career, four interceptions. And we traded him for a seventh round pick that next year uh, to the Dolphins. And he was gone. Uh, so, you know, you draft a quarterback, you swing for the fences. Uh, here's what's crazy. Trey Lance has more starts, more touchdowns already, uh, and he didn't even play that much last year. So, like, just to put that into perspective, now he was the number three overall pick. I get that. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, here we go. The worst pick. I think everybody's going to know this answer. The worst pick for the 49ers in the last 25 years. It's a long time, man. None other. I don't even like saying his freaking name. How do you turn down Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice asked him to come work out with him. And he goes, nah, <laughs> I'm good. AJ freaking Jenkins. Oh, I hate it. This is 2012 draft, which it was a terrible draft anyway. Uh, he was picked number 30. Declines Jerry Rice's invitation. And the story's funny in and of itself because you have our owner and Trent Balky with the folded up sheet of paper, like almost like the draft day. I feel like draft day like got their stupid like uh so and so no matter no matter what. I think it was Mac was his name. They wrote AJ Jenkins' name down inside the envelope and sealed it the night before and were like so proud of themselves and all that stuff. Dude had zero catches ever for the 49ers. On one target. He ended up starting three games for the Chiefs, but was out of the league in three years. His career stats were 17 catches on 33 targets for 223 yards, zero touchdowns, one fumble. A.J. Jenkins is by far 
by far the worst draft choice in the last 25 years. Uh, and it is bad. It is really, really bad. Um, ugh, it grosses me out. Now, uh, before we jump over, we're going to pay attention to some very positive things and get some good information out there. And we're going to feel better whenever we walk away from this podcast. But before we do, man, opening day is has come and gone. What's up, Giants? Here we go. All right, guys, excited to tell you about the Giant Cocktails podcast. It's a weekly podcast where they cover the San Francisco Giants, which, man, we need that now more than ever. And these are two great dudes, Ben and Matthew. They're awesome, and they start every single episode where they make some unique type of cocktail. Then they go on these alcohol-fueled rants about baseball and all these things. So head over there. It's awesome. It's a very fun podcast. Really feels like you're just hanging out with, you know, two really cool guys. Um, and they go through everything. And, you know, one of my favorite things about sports podcasts, maybe I'm not that good at this, is just the comedy and the camaraderie that they bring about this. So get caught up with the Giants while learning how to make great tasting cocktails and i'm telling you this it doesn't get better than this if you haven't checked it out yet head over there uh, wherever you get your audio podcast giant cocktails podcast trust me they're worth the effort go check it out you're gonna love it and let them know the 49ers rush podcast sent you all right so now let's get to some positive stuff and it's important I want you to understand my perspective in choosing these. Yeah, these are mine. Now, here's the criteria, the rubric that I use to pick who's better than other ones. All pros are most important, okay? All pro seasons were most important. Pro Bowl seasons, that's next. Pro Bowl is kind of a joke now, but still I think it's important. Um, then, moving on to that, the next criteria was continuity and length. How long did you play and... What did you do for the 49ers? If you played for somebody else and had all pro seasons, I don't give a damn. Don't care. What did you do for the 49ers? That's what's important. Now, the position that they're taking. So if somebody's taking a third round and a fourth round and they had relatively similar careers, obviously, I'm going to give the latter pick, whoever is drafted later, um, a little bit more of an uptick. So uh, let me know. Throw some names out there, guys, if you're watching this. Who do you guys think is going to be the number one rated overall player, or at least in the top five, some guys that I get? Because, again, I might mess up. Who are the best draft picks that the 49ers have made in the past 25 years? Okay, in the past 25 years. And I even got a poll that I put out there. I want to let you know what they what they said, and we'll get to that. But who did make the list? Okay, I, we're doing a top 10, but it really should have been probably top 16, top 17. Um, and so, yeah, Dante Pettis, yeah, he did not make my negative list. Uh, let, let's put this up here from Jude. Um, he's still in the league, I believe, but another bad trade-up. Yeah, I mean, he if you just look at his stats, he had more touchdown receptions than A.J. Jenkins, Rashawn Woods, uh, and some other wide receivers that we drafted. Yeah, was that a bad pick? Yes. Um, but he did have some positive plays. Was it a bad pick? Hell yeah, it was. And I was a big Dante Pettis guy. Before we drafted him, I was hoping where he was my number two wide receiver in that draft uh, that year. But it was a terrible draft class for wide receivers. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, very bad pick. But I think, you know, whenever you look at this list and you kind of see all those other guys, like do you put them ahead of somebody like Joe Williams, who was my number nine, who had zero carries? When you look at kind of, man, let's pull it up because I am curious about this now that you say, say that. If you look at Dante Pettis, who is, yes, still in the league, but, I mean, he's got nine touchdown receptions 
Um, he's not good. He's not a good player, but he's found the end zone. He's got some, you know, highlight reels. He had a game winning catch against Pittsburgh. I believe, um, his rookie year, like he's got some stuff there. Uh, but yeah, so that's why I didn't include him and I could have missed somebody. There's no doubt. You know, I went year by year through all 25 and checked the stats and tried to find something, but doesn't mean something doesn't slip. You know what I mean? So, oh, I like this. Tell, tell me your people. He's telling me with numbers. Gary, efficient. He's got 80, 42, 16, 21. Um, 16 doesn't qualify. He's back a little further than 25. Uh, we're trying to stick with that 25-year uh, range. So uh, having said that, these are the honorable mention players that I kept out. You know, if I was just going all pros and pro bowls, Andy Lee would have qualified back in 2004. He was a six-rounder, but he's a punter. Uh, he had 11 years with the 49ers. But I, I didn't want to put him in there. DeForest Buckner, who we all know and love, gosh, man, breaks my heart. Um, it, it's it, what he was able to do: double-digit sacks from the inside. But again, very short-lived with the 49ers after the trade. Eric Heitman, 2002, was a seventh-round pick, number 239 overall, eight years all with the 49ers. He was incredible as a Garden Center. Delaney Walker was a stud but never a full-time starter with the 49ers. That's when Vernon Davis was there, and I, I loved him. He's seven with the 49ers and seven in Tennessee, but his best years weren't with us. That's why I didn't put him there. Um, these next two break my heart. I didn't and couldn't find a way to get him in there. Nick Bosa, and you could say, man, he's only played two years, right? He had the injury year. The rookie year was awesome. Then he got injured game two, early game two. Then he was awesome last year. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, two Pro Bowls, 24 and a half sacks. Uh, one of the best postseasons ever for a defensive player. His rookie year uh, was just unreal. Best player on the field the whole time. Almost got us a Super Bowl. Uh, he's just outside the top 10. You give him another year or two, he'll be up there. And Deshaun Goldston, uh, which, gosh, just saying his name, it, it just brings back memories, doesn't it? I love this guy. 2007, he was a fourth-round pick, number 126 overall. Had one All-Pro, had two Pro Bowls with the 49ers. He ended up playing nine years total, but only six with the Niners. Had 14 interceptions over a four-year span. He was a punisher, man. He was great. Just makes me happy. <laughs> Just saying his name. Um, now, and, and this one is interesting, okay? Solomon Thomas is a bust. Yes, you are very, very correct there. Solomon Thomas is a bust. We look at kind of what he has done. He's got nine and a half sacks. He falls in that kind of, I, I don't know. Uh, he, he's that Dante Pettis caliber. Now, if you want to talk about the draft capital that was spent on him, Tommy, you're correct. Nine and a half sacks. You know, he started 30 games in the NFL. And so, like, if you hold him up against, you know, one of the other guys we talked about, like Kentuan Palmer, right? Kentuan Palmer did nothing ever. Uh, you hold up against Reggie McGrew, defensive tackle. He had 10 total tackles. Reggie McGrew did. He was a first-round pick. Solomon, Tackles, Solomon Thomas has almost as much sacks as he had tackles. Was he a bust? Yes. Was it a terrible draft pick? Yes. Do I put it at the worst ever? Now, if you want to add context and the quarterbacks that were available there and all those things, I get that. Um but again, this was a positive locker room guy, a positive community guy. I don't know how to move him ahead of Joe Williams, who never even had one carry for the 49ers. But that's just kind of the, the way that I see it. 
Um, but you're not wrong, Tommy. <laughs> you're not wrong. It was bad. All right, here we go. Let's go back to positive. My number 10 best 49ers draft pick the past 25 years. Your current defensive captain, Fred Warner. That's right. Linebacker one, baby. He's got one all pro year, one pro bowl year. He was a third round pick number 70. Incredible. I, I think it was the eighth linebacker drafted that year. Uh, by far the best linebacker, uh, you know, in that draft and in this league. Um, he's redefined the position almost completely. And whenever you look at like draft work, so I'm, I'm doing draft work right now. And, you know, I look at other people's, you know, how they value different players and evaluations and stuff, because what I usually do, but here, here's my draft thing. First thing I want to do, I'm going to look up metrics, height, weight, speed, 40, all that stuff. If it's out there, then I watch the tape. Okay. Then I start diving into, okay, tell me about his past. What was he like in high school? What's he good at? Okay, what are other people saying about him as I've already written my draft notes about him? And one of the most common things I see now, oh, you know, he's a Fred Warner type coverage guy. Like the way that Fred Warner has played the game in such a short time has redefined the way evaluators and teams scout linebackers. Because if you can't cover in today's NFL, it doesn't matter. You'd be great versus the run. Doesn't matter. Fred Warner has become the standard in the NFL at one of the most premier positions, and that's off-ball linebacker, which, again, okay, value-wise might not be that high, but good gosh, it's the captain of the defense. It's calling everything. Um, so I, I think that's important there. So that's why I got Fred 10. Him and uh, Deshaun Golston were so close to me. Number nine, best player the 49ers have drafted in the past 25 years, Julian Peterson. 2010 he was drafted number 16 overall he had one all pro year and five pro bowls five um he had 11 year career but only six with the 49ers but again back with those uh, what did he do with the 49ers that's what i care most about it was an all pro and two pro bowls um one of the great outside linebackers kind of again Another one of those, that, that was the 3-4 kind of long-rangey athlete that could do it all. Pass coverage was incredible. He had eight career interceptions. Run defense was unreal. Um, 70 tackles a year. Guy just did it all. 51 and a half career sacks, right? Um, and was at his best in big moments. Three sacks and three playoff games with the 49ers. That's Julian Peterson. Uh, I, I thought, I, I still remember um, just... He was just different. He looked different. You know, whenever you coach high school or play high school and you get off the bus, right, and you're, like, sizing up the other team, everybody does it, you're like, whoa, that dude. Julian Peterson was the first one off the bus. <laughs> and he would have to duck because he was just so dang big, intimidating. Um, so so that's kind of where that is. Number eight, the eighth best 49ers draft pick in the last 25 years. And this one, I let me know. I, I'd be okay arguing over this one. Uh, Alex Smith. Now, I do think that he had his best years away from the 49ers. I, I get the criticism. We should have gone Aaron Rodgers. 100% should have gone Aaron Rodgers. We felt that at the time. Um, should have been Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, 2005 draft, he went first overall. And, and I get that. But you look at what he's done and transformed the league, right? Three Pro Bowls. None of those were San Francisco. But he was our quarterback for 13 years. 
uh, sorry, seven years with the 49ers, starting quarterback in the NFL for just over 13 years. So 14 if you count that last year. Um, 193 touchdowns, 101 interceptions. Last year with the 49ers, 19-5-1 were, were his numbers. His quarterback record, or his last two seasons with the 49ers, sorry, 19-5-1. He, he was great. He was really, really great. Um, 27th best all-time passer rating with an 87.3. The quarterback position is important, and was he what we all wanted to be? No. How, he had six different coordinators in five years, I think, something along those lines. It was something bad. But, yeah, it, it it's rough. It's rough whenever you just look at him because as soon as you think Alex Smith, you think Aaron Rodgers, and that sucks. Um, I, I hate that it's like that for him. But amazing human and just positive impact everywhere he went. Tommy. Man, I love it. Julian Peterson shut down Tony Gonzalez, 13 yards, no touchdowns. I love it. I love it. Um, that is awesome. That is awesome. Number seven, seventh best draft pick the last 25 years. And this one might piss some people off, but I don't give a damn because the numbers say so. Colin Kaepernick, you draft a quarterback in the second round, you don't expect to get really anything. He was the 36th pick. And led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Um, didn't get the victory. But, you know, there's only four quarterbacks in the history of the 49ers to get a team to the Super Bowl. And that's Montana Young, Colin Kaepernick, and now Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, again, you could argue, oh, this player didn't get him there or whatever else. But those two years in 2012 and 2013 with Kaepernick were unreal. He went 17, 17 wins, six losses. He had five fourth-quarter comebacks in the regular season, um, two more in the postseason in just those two seasons. You remember, you go to that Green Bay game, you will not find a more dominating quarterback performance ever in the NFL, especially in the postseason, than what he did to the Packers. Literally baptized those guys. Um, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is still fourth-best all-time, all-time in the NFL. 72 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Uh, Rodgers, Wilson, Brady, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, you don't really want to get into the whole conversation. He should be in the NFL right now for sure. Is he one of the best 100 quarterbacks? Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Is he, you know, fighting for a starting job? That's a whole different argument. But uh, just realize Blaine Gabbard just got resigned. Uh, four and two playoff record. That's awesome. Uh, playoff rushing. He had 181 yards rushing against the Packers. He had 130 versus Seattle. Dude was unreal, man. Um, and yeah, he got put on some bad teams at the end there, but there was a time period where, man, he was, he was it. He, he was the quarterback in the NFL, one of the best. Um, and then, you know, everything else happened, freedom of speech, all those things, but getting a quarterback in the second round to do those things, it does make you want to say what if, but the impact that he's had, um, yeah, I, I can't get away from it. Number six, and, and this one, all right, I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to cheat here. I got back-to-back -back tight ends for six and five, and I'm going to ask you guys first, okay? So I'm going to pose this question to you first. Who, in your opinion, has been the better draft pick, Vernon Davis or George Kittle? The battle of 85s, Vernon Davis or George Kittle? So throw that up in the chat. Who, in your opinion, has been the better draft pick over the past 25 years for the 49ers. So uh, throw that up in the chat. And as we uh, ponder that, here we go, real quick word.
You want to take part in the greatest 49ers draft party that's ever been assembled? Well, head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com and listen to the words of the all-pro LB1, Fred Warner, who says he's going to be hanging out with us at the Mandalay Bay at the S-Bar for days one of the NFL draft. Now, we have tickets available for day one and day two, and we're almost sold out. So um, we've got a lot of tickets available still. The meet and greet tickets, they sold out. I told you guys to get them. Hopefully, you got them. If not, we still have some general admission tickets where you might have the possibility to meet them if we have some extra time. Uh, But that is available. Head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com and go get your tickets. It's going to be incredible. Uh, Day one, drinks, food, everything included with Elijah Mitchell and Fred Warner and we also have day two where we rented out a local brewery we're going to be hanging out there having some drinks talking through all the 49ers picks with a lot of content creators that are going to be there so quit wasting time don't let this sell out and you'll be left out 49ersRushRoadTrip.com go get your tickets now all right now a couple things I'm excited to announce uh, we sold out of almost everything, but we got back in contact uh, with the agents and everything. We have up on the site. So uh, a couple more meet and greet tickets that are available. And again, if you bought um, you know, general admission tickets because they were sold out and you want to upgrade, just DM me um, at JL underscore Chapman. You can email me. We'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, so if you want to party in the draft, with Fred Warner, Elijah Mitchell, and get to meet them, get a picture, get an autograph, all those things. Uh, that's up on the site right now. Uh, so, so excited about this. So uh, just stay tuned for that. And again, head over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> I love this. Tobias, thank you, man. John, did you know that number 27 is the player on the current roster that we drafted that has the most games as a 49er? I believe it, man. He has been even more... He's got more games than Jimmy Ward? Huh. I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. I kind of want to look at it, uh, but that's okay. I don't have time to check it right now, but uh, I know it's up there. And it definitely, I would probably put him second or third behind maybe Eric Armstead, but I, I believe it, man. And I, I will say this. If I knew number 27 was going to play only slot and safety, I would be very, very happy for him to continue to be on this team. I just don't like, and the whole reason why we started calling him number 27, because I think this gets misconstrued as an insult a lot of times. I felt that the 49ers coaching staff kept putting him in positions where he could not be successful. I don't think he's an outside corner. I don't think he ever has been. And he kept getting toasted, and they kept putting him in positions he couldn't be successful. with No safety help over the top. And so I didn't want to continue saying negative things about him in my breakdowns because that's what we do here on Patreon, right? We break down every single offense and defensive play. And so there were some of the games where he was getting you know roasted three or four times with penalties and all those things. It weren't his fault. You ask John Chapman to play outside corner, guess what? It's going to look bad. And I didn't want to keep saying bad things about his name, so that's why I started saying number 27 because I put it on the team, uh, the coaching staff. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of took a whole different uh, – <laughs> different. it took a whole different thing. Uh, anyway, it, it's what it is. Now, let's go back to the tight end. The battle of 85. Who is the more important or better draft pick for the 49ers so far um, between Vernon Davis and George Kittle? I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I, I really, really don't. Uh, let's see here. Itchy says, Vernon was a slightly better receiver, but Kittle's the better overall tight end. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, Danny says Vernon Davy had crate had crazy speed. He was one of the fastest players in the NFL 10 years in. That, that dude was crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh oh, here we go. Tobias brought the answer. Ward 94 games, 27. 103 games. That's right. Ward missed a lot of time. That makes sense. Yeah, he was Mr. Glass is what everybody called him for a while, right? Uh, man, Tobias. Look, 49ers rush researcher right there. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Kali, what's up, man? Uh, hashtag countdown crew. I love it. And he he says Vernon Davis. Oh, look at this. Uh, Mark says Kittle because of the superb, superb blocking. I think when all said and, is said and done, Kittle will be up there. But for me, I put Vernon Davis five, which means George Kittle is going to be number six for me. Now, again, he was drafted 2017. He's five years into it, but he was a fifth-round pick. And again, that's one of the things that made me want to bump him up. But you you look at kind of what he's doing. He continues to be one of the best players at his position across the NFL. It had the record 1,377 yards receiving. Uh, that was huge. Uh, it got broken the next year. But injuries are the only thing in his way. He's got one All-Pro and three Pro Bowls. He's got more Pro Bowls. Uh, Vernon Davis never had an All-Pro. But now let's go to number five, Vernon Davis. Two Pro Bowls, right? But he was with the 49ers for 10 years. He's He was with the 49ers twice as long as Kittle has been now. Um, and he had 13 touchdowns in the NFL twice. <laughs> like, that that is unreal. You know, double-digit touchdowns is very, very hard to do. He did it twice. Again, just talking receiving, George Kittle has 20 career touchdowns through five years. This guy had 13 in one year twice. <laughs> I mean... It's crazy what he was able to do. He has 62 career touchdown passes, which is third all time or fourth all time behind Gronk, Jimmy Graham, and Jason Witten. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I have Vernon there. One, length. He's been there twice as long. Two, the receiving touchdowns. Now you go blocking, you go draft capital. That goes to George Kittle. And I think if Kittle continues on this path for another two to three years minimum, He's going to surpass that for sure. And not to mention, he's one of the funnest players in the entire NFL. Everybody looks to this guy. Um, as I mean, he's he's freaking incredible. He's making headlines in the offseason at WrestleMania just because of the personality and everything that he brings to the NFL. Um, so that's, that's the issue right there. Daddy says, needs more touchdowns. Uh, most touchdowns Kittle ever had was six. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that... that you know, you look for making the switch from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance, which I expect to happen. You're hoping the end zone efficiency increases. Now, I will say this. This year, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the red zone, but that was a relatively new thing. You go back to his 2019 year, we were very bad. We were below average. This year, we kind of took a huge step up. So we'll have to see there. Um, Itchy says this. To be fair, Vernon didn't play with the receivers that Kittle plays with. Very true. Uh, Crabtree was no Debo. A thousand percent sure uh, on that one. And make no mistake, Michael Crabtree is not on this list. Not on this list. All right, here we go. Now we're to the top four. Oh, and I feel like this was the cutoff. Like, not that Vernon Davis is an incredible and George Kittle is an incredible. These four, I consider Hall of Fame worthy players that you have gotten in the last 25 years. So, 
Number four, on the fourth best draft choice the 49ers have made in the last 25 years, one of my favorite players ever to wear the jersey, Navarro Bowman. You got this dude in 2010, round three. Ugh, I love it. Number 91 overall. Four all pros. Three pro bowls. Eight years, seven and a half with the 49ers. Um, and whenever he got those injuries, he just it just wasn't it wasn't the same anymore. Um he's he played 13 games fewer than Patrick Willis, missed all of 2014 with that injury in Seattle. And, and that just changed the franchise. You know, if, if the ref doesn't make the call, if the injury doesn't happen, we win that game. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Then we're going to the Super Bowl, not them. Uh, then we got our best player, one of our best players back the following year. It just changed everything. He led the NFL in tackles in 2015. Two of the most don- – I, I I will stay on this, this claim that I think Navarro Bowman's 2013 and 2015 years were – you would have a very hard time finding any linebacker year better than those two years. I, I don't think you're going to find it. I would argue those two years were better than any of Patrick Willis's two years. So like if, if we're looking at the trajectory of their careers, Navarro Bowman's like this, it's a hump, right? Patrick Willis is just freaking flatline at the top. But at the peak of Navarro Bowman's game, I think that he was playing better than Patrick Willis was for a very small window of time. The thing that made Patrick Willis what he was is just so consistent. Uh, he stepped on as a rookie was the best linebacker in the NFL. Um, and so, yeah, I'm right here. I'm with you, Mark. I wear That's my favorite jersey to this day is the black Navarro Bowman. It's intimidating. Like, you, I, I see it in my closet, and, and I just get, whoo, I, I get pumped, man. I, I get pumped. Yeah, Kali says, man, Bo, he and Willis. I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. Number three, best 49er that has been drafted in the past 25 years. Number one in our hearts, baby. Joe Staley, 2007, pick number 28th overall. Now, the issue with Joe is he never had all pro years. He had some dominant tackles, Joe Thomas, uh, that were just in the league, and he just, you know... <laughs> Trent Williams, it just never happened. Six Pro Bowls, and he was just awesome. 12 years as a starter, eight seasons, played all eight seasons. He played all 16 games. One of the best, most consistent run blockers in the NFL every year. Um, you know, he was just unreal. I, I love Joe Staley. I, I I wish he would take part in the front office. Um, he was just so great. I think he's the greatest 49ers offensive lineman in the history of, uh, the, of our team, and he deserves to be you know, put up in the ring of honor. I think he will eventually. He's incredible. And then here we go. Number two, second best 49er drafted in the past 25 years. Frank the Tank, baby. Frank Gore. Love this man. 2005, he was a third round pick. Number 65 overall. Two MCLs tour in college. Now, uh, zero all pro years. That's the quote unquote critique that people have of Frank Gore. And it's a legit one. Five Pro Bowls, but you look at what he was able to do, 16,000 yards, third all-time, uh, average 4.4 yards per carry over his career. I mean, fourth most – Every you just keep going. You just keep going. Dude's a Hall of Famer, and he's my oldest son's favorite player, which I think matters. 
<laughs> Maybe even more importantly than other things. What's up, Philip? Uh, appreciate it. Hashtag CC. What's up, Sid? Yeah, she's saying right there. I love it. Um, and Frank Gore, just so proud. Like that. That's the way I feel, right? And so, like when somebody says Frank Gore, man, it's 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 pound the chest time, baby. Like the, just the name, Frank Gore. I'm ready to go to battle. Somebody wants some? Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what, as a fan, as a person who bought into the team, who watched since they were a kid, when I think Frank Gore, I'm ready to fight, man. That it's, and it's not like I'm mad or anything along those lines. No, no, no. It's just, it's just time to go. Danny, I got a Gore jersey. Can't fit me anymore. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you there, buddy. Um, uh, and, and I'll say this, you know, Frank Gore, he created the space for the entire 49ers rush road trip. It, it kind of happened in happenstance where we threw the party down in, uh, Miami and we got Frank Gore to come out somehow. I still can't believe how that worked out. And that has led us to, you know, now we've got Fred Warner, Elijah Mitchell, got some other stuff brewing in the future. Like this dude has had such a positive impact on me and my family. And let alone you guys, right? I mean, just such an amazing person. Now he's going to belong in the front office. He wants to work with the 49ers. He's coming back on a one-day. He'll sign a one-day whenever he wants to retire. That's kind of what that's going to look at. Oh, look at Sid. She says, I still have my Gore jersey. Yes, I freaking love it. I love it. Uh, Gore has to be the most durable running back in NFL history. I think you're right. And it's crazy to think that after what he went through in college. Itchy, Gore was a top four to five running back for 10 years in a row, though. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Dude was unreal. Now, this brings us to the creme de la creme. The number one overall player that the 49ers have drafted in the past 25 years. That's a long time. None other than PETA. Patrick Willis. 2007, uh, he was drafted number 11 overall. And he will be. He will be. He will be. And the freaking, he's he's unreal. He's just unreal what he was able to do. Five all pros. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Just going to take some time. And a big reason that people, you should be upset that Patrick Willis is in the Hall of Fame yet. You should be. Number two, you got to understand why. He's fighting. A big reason why Bryant Young's in the Hall of Fame now is because of Patrick Willis. He actively campaigned and told all of the writers, don't vote for me. Get my older 49ers in first. Bryant Young's not it. I hate to say this. Bryant Young's probably not in the Hall of Fame this year if Patrick Willis isn't selfless. I'm just going to be real. Um, you know, is he going to do the same thing for Roger Craig? I don't know. But he's putting himself back, and he's putting others first. And th that's just a testament to who this guy is. Patrick Willis will get into the Hall of Fame. So don't worry about that. And once he's in, we celebrate. And Yeah, we should whine and complain and fight for our players. But this, you you follow his lead, and he's fighting for others, not himself. He's actively campaigning against himself because of how much faith and how much you know camaraderie he has in this. He never played with. I think he did play with Bryant Young actually, but like he never played with <laughs> Roger Craig. You know what I mean? Like that's what this guy brings. Ah, oh, he's 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 freaking unreal. He was the defensive rookie of the year. Stepped in, 
and was all pro his rookie year. He was he was the best player at the linebacker position the first play he stepped on the field. Led the NFL in tackles twice, never had a bad season. And I say five all pros because his third year, he missed the first team all pro by one vote. He was the second team all pro. John Beeson beat him out by one vote. Then he would have been six consecutive all pros. That's stupid. That is stupid. You know, I did a poll and I asked people, who do you think the best uh, first round or who do you think the best draft pick has been the past 25 years? And I gave these four options because I I control the narrative is what I do. (laughs) Bowman got 5% of the vote. Joe Staley got 23% of the vote. Frank Gore, 32% of the vote. And Willis, 40% of the vote. And you can make a case for any of those. Probably the top three for sure. There's no wrong answers there. They're all right. Every single one of them is correct. Um, And so, yeah, it's number 52. Now, Sin, uh, T.O., I I see Joseph Montana, all that stuff. This is just 25 years. I, I didn't go back that far. Now, I think Terrell, did I mess up here? I, oh, yeah, he was drafted in 1996. So Terrell uh, Owens is just out of it by two years. And, you know, if I had to, let's, let's, let's be real. Let's look at this. Where would he fit? Uh, I, I don't think, I don't know, man. That's a rough one for me. I would put Terrell Owens three on this list off the top of my head. Uh, I'm not going to put him ahead of Patrick Willis, and I sure as hell am not going to put him ahead of Frank Gore. I don't want to put him in front of Joe Staley, but I would. Um, I mean, he was a five-time All-Pro, six Pro Bowls. Yeah. I, statistically speaking, Terrell Owens should probably be number one. But I don't want. I'm not putting somebody number one that demands off my team and causes you know so much issues. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And if you look at what he did for the 49ers, he had three All Pros. Yeah. So what he does after the 49ers, I don't give a damn. Patrick Willis had five All Pros, three seven pro bowls uh to had three all pro years with the 49ers so yeah i'm gonna put him three that's where i would put him even though he doesn't qualify in this list he's incredible he's incredible (laughs) he's incredible uh so anyway nobody get mad at me nobody get mad at me uh (laughs) dean out here i thought number one was going to be dante pettis you're breaking my heart man (laughs) i knew it was you frodo (laughs) anyway this has been fun and again if you like this Check out, go to my YouTube channel and click on the playlist 49ers Nostalgia. There's a whole bunch of these that we've done over the years. This is year six of the 49ers Rush podcast. So I've been stashing these bad boys and building these up. So if if you get tired of the Debo conversation and draft and Jimmy and all that stuff, we got you. It doesn't mean you got to take a break from the 49ers. Just take a step back. Take a deep breath. Remind yourself where your fandom comes from. Remind yourself what your fandom has been through. Who are we? We're the faithful. And yeah, we've got a lot of really bad draft picks, which we went through on this. But guess what? Got a lot of Hall of Famers too in the past 25 years. We are a storied franchise and we are lucky to be a part of the faithful. And whenever you step back and you allow things to kind of balance them out, every team has bust. We've got our share. But how many teams have home runs like we have? The fact that we drafted Joe Staley and Patrick Willis in the same damn draft, hmm, that's awesome. Uh, the 49ers are a very fun team to be a part of. And I want to say thank you to you guys uh, for joining me during this process. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Leave in the comments. Reach out to me. Tell me what you thought. Uh, if we should do more of these or less of these, 
And uh, yeah, anyway, we've got a lot more content coming your way. Uh, it's just now my spring break. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we, we, I got, you know, about 10 days off and I'm just going to be diving into nothing but NFL draft stuff after this video, because, uh, the John Chapman 49ers draft book, this is year eight, I believe eight or nine, um, that I've compiled my own draft notes and all those things. We had some help this year, so it's going to be even better. We'll be sharing that on Patreon. Uh, so just look alive for that. I'm looking to finish up all my notes by Thursday of this week, hoping to get formatting and all that stuff out. And, you know, if you want access to that, I'm not selling it. It's just one of the things that I give to people that are Patreon uh, subscribers. So head over there. Just type in 49ers Patreon. where the first link that pops up. Uh, you can join us. Uh, there's three different tiers there, and you'll get access to the draft book as soon as it's available next week. But uh, that's what I'm going to be working on. So a lot more draft videos up over there this week and draft write-ups, which, I, I mean, it's going to be... <laughs> After formatting, we'll see, but I think it's about 65 pages right now, um, which is a lot of fun. We put a lot of time into it, and um, so excited to share that with you guys. So if you want that, head over there. But until next time, guys, really appreciate it. This was fun, and until next time, stay strong, faithful. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.